Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Dirty Devotionals, the podcast that's all about helping you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Happy flipping Friday, y'all. The weekend's here. You made it. You, you did it. You did it. And I, listen, it's Easter weekend, which means you are either really excited or you are just freaking out at the idea of spending time with family. I hope you're excited, but if you're on the other end of that and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to see family that I don't want to see, listen, I'm believing it's going to be awesome. And I'm believing you're going to eat good food. I'm going to be praying for you that the calories don't count in the name of Jesus. I'm going to pray that you eat lots of Reese's Easter eggs. And if you don't like Reese's, then you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast because I can't pray for you. I'm sorry. It just isn't going to happen. Um, But listen, I'm so happy you're here. I want to give a shout out to all of you um, just for listening to this podcast, whether it's your first time, your hundredth time. It means the world to me that you would take time to hang out with me. Um, My name is Zach. I've been doing this podcast for about a year and a half now. And let me tell you, I'm in love with it. I love getting to do these. I love connecting with people from all over the world. And I would love to connect with you. I really would. So if you you can find my Instagram handle in the show notes, you can also find our private Dirty Family um, Facebook group. It is a place for you and a place for people that value this idea of being seen, known, and loved. Um, Listen, get in it. Do it. Go, Go ask to get in it. Go find it. Go click the link. Um, it's been so incredible. I love the community in it. I love that people are being vulnerable in this place, that people are encouraging one another in this place. And if you need more encouragement, you need a safe place to be you and to share the doubts, to share the struggles that you're going through. This is a group for you. And so you can, again, you can find that in the show notes. But today I want to continue our conversation in Genesis. Um, so much happens. I mean, let's talk about, I mean, we've been talking about Genesis all week. It's a wild book. And we're like only on chapter two. We're finally going to move into chapter three, which is entitled The Fall. I mean, this is where ish hits the fan. Um, Up until this point, God has created all things. He's created Adam. They're in a perfect world. It's beautiful. God has placed Adam in charge of the garden and the garden in the Garden of Eden. And Adam is alone. God says Adam needs a helper. So he creates Eve. Adam and Eve are together. It's a beautiful thing. And they've been entrusted with literally everything. But God says, hey, you're free to eat from all of this. You're free to work it. You're free to do what you need to do. But I do ask this one thing. I ask that there is a tree of knowledge of good and evil, and I just ask that you don't eat it. And this is like the one stipulation. And so many times we get caught on this, like, you know, why would God give that? I'm My short answer is that I believe that God loves us so much that he always gives us a choice to respond to him. Um, and I believe that's why the tree was there. And so I'm not going to talk about that per se yet. I'm saving it for a, a few episodes from now. But I want to talk about the beginning of chapter three, because we it's in here, we meet the devil, we meet Satan, we meet um, the serpent, particularly in this story. And basically, the Bible tells us the serpent was crafty. Um, he is like smart. He is cunning. And the serpent approaches Eve and basically talks about like, hey, what what can and can't you do? And Eve responds and says, well, we can eat from any tree of the garden. We just can't eat from this tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, because if we do, you'll die. Or if we do, I'll die. 
And that's a pretty big thing. And the serpent responds and he says, well, well, certainly you will not die, but God knows if you eat it, your eyes will be open and you'll become like God, basically. And I want to talk about the story because we tend to breeze by it. But I had a thought regarding these verses, and I think it's really important for us um, to talk about the story and the narrative we tell ourselves in our head. Here's why I say that is because God never told Eve that if she ate from the tree that she would die. God never said that. Eve had created that narrative in her head. And what Satan ended up doing, what the serpent did, is he used the narrative that was in her head that she spoke against her, which led to the fall. And something I've learned in my life is that sometimes that when I'm in situations, there are narratives, there are stories, there are things I tell myself that just aren't true. That 90% of the story could be real, but there's 10% of it that I just lose and I go on a tangent. And it's usually some type of negative thought involving me or someone else. And what happens is this, this little lie that is wrapped in a lot of truth ends up consuming me. And what happens is Satan ends up using these things to work against me. So this happens, I can give you some uh, very easy examples of this, okay? So um, I'm a personal trainer. And uh, when a client um, meets with me and it, it, it ends and I, feel, I pick up a weird vibe, like it, something's off, something doesn't feel weird, they get in their car and leave, um, I will say to myself, wow, that was really weird, that was awkward, you know, it seemed like they, something, they wanted to say something, they were disappointed about something, they seemed unhappy about something. And within a 10 minute period, this thought enters my mind, maybe they just don't like me, maybe I'm just not good enough. Maybe they just don't like who I am as a person. They're probably going to stop training with me. They're probably going to tell people that I am inadequate, that I'm stupid, that I don't know what I'm doing. And they're going to tell people that they just that no one should be, want to be around me because I'm just this awful idiot. And what's really funny is these one little thoughts can just sneak in. They're little intrusive thoughts. But if we're not careful, we can treat them as truth. And I've met with a lot of people and I've dealt with this myself who live their lives and respond based off a lie that they've created in their heads. But because they've attached it to something true, they can't see the difference. And today I want to challenge you that maybe you are having some of these thoughts in your your own life. That there are things that you are thinking that someone believes about you. Maybe there are things that you believe about yourself. Maybe there are things that you've convinced yourself about your work, things that you convinced yourself about your marriage, whatever it may be. And, you know, most of it's true, but there is the part that is really crushing you and the part that is really making the negative difference in you and around you in the lives of other people is the lie that you've inserted into that narrative and you've held on to it. That you believe that you're a failure and that you're always going to be. That people just don't like you. You believe the lie that things are never going to change. You believe the lie that you it always is going to end up this way. You believe the lie that they're always going to do it like that. And you have bought into this lie and attached it to your story. And what happens is Satan will use that to crush you. And so what we have to do is we have to be super careful about the thoughts that we allow to settle in our mind. The New Testament says this is take every thought captive. And we have to do that. We have to take every thought that comes to our head captive and stop. And it's literally this idea of interrogating it, um, this idea of like figuring out, exam- examining it. And we have to take a second, we have to examine these thoughts and think, is this real? Am I, am I creating something that I have no basis to believe in? 
And if it is, we have to we have to be quick about getting it out of our minds. We have to be quick about killing it and removing it. Because if we don't do that and we hold that thought too long, Satan will take that and use it against us. He'll say, you know what? It is weird because you always do seem to fail at this. It is weird because they always seem to respond when this happens. And so, yeah, you're probably right. You, you might be the problem. And so we have to be quick with this. We have to be very cunning and very, very fast-paced with our thought life and move these thoughts aside so we don't get trapped. Eve found herself in this position. Eve responds and creates a narrative, a piece of the narrative that isn't true, and Satan uses that to lead to her destruction. I can't help but wonder how many of us have been led to a place of destruction based off a lie that we choose to believe is truth. And today I want to challenge you to examine those things, to examine the thoughts in your head, examine the story, the narrative that you're telling yourself, and to make sure that you're pulling it from a reliable source and you're not creating negative stories in your head. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for today. Lord, our thought life is so important. Um, it, is, it is monumental because our thoughts um, can turn into behaviors and those behaviors can turn into a reputation. And Lord, I pray that you just help us manage our thoughts well, that we would do a better job of examining them and removing the negative and, and holding on to the things that we know that can be true. Lord, help us hold on to truth even when it's difficult. Lord, I know in my life and the lives of the people listening to this right now that there are things that they believe about themselves and about other people that there's no basis to necessarily believe. And they're drawing conclusions based off information, but the conclusion isn't true. So I pray that you would help us not act on those things. Help us be wise in all of those things. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.